We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. KC Laboratory. Sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's the KC Laboratory Live. Presented by Emprise Bank. Whether you're borrowing for today or saving for tomorrow, Emprise is your partner in Possible. Just think of them as your Chad Henney. The last time the Chiefs played the Browns. Emprise Bank member FDIC. So appreciative of them and all they've done for KC Sports Network. And I am excited to do a one-take show with my dear pals. First find them on Twitter at Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane. It is game week. We made it. Yes, yes, we did. And can't here's something you don't know. In the Discord, me and some of our fellow KCSM subscribers had a little bet going on which intro you would use for Emprise Bank. The alarming amount of people had you would have the chat anyone for this first game, this first <laughs> week coming at you. Craig, I, I'm sure you're not surprised. I don't think there was any better read than this. So, I mean, do you have any other options that he could have possibly gone with? No. I mean, you could have dunked on the Browns harder, but I mean, Chad Haney did that enough. So, I think we're good <laughs> with that Emprise read there. Guys, it's week one. We are here. Our our long National Chiefs nightmare is over. <laughs> we, can, we can hit the reset button from last season officially and get into the regular season. I'm so excited to be talking football with you guys football that matters football that that will count against a record uh it's good it's so great let's get to it man let's just do this all right so last year we uh we did some prop bets so uh and this was a lot of fun for us we had we had a great time doing it we're gonna go ahead and just run through some of those again Mo like these are all chief specific uh but you know like of course this is a Chiefs podcast, so let's go ahead and just start running through these. We're gonna and start like last with... year. I'm gonna win again. I'm gonna get the majority <laughs> correct, we... just like last year. Did we ever go back and tally them? I did. I won. Um, you'll you can come <laughs> by and check my work later, but I definitely won. It was a landslide victory. Actually, it was oh. wild. You'd think that we would have all been on the same page a little bit more, but no, we weren't. <laughs> we do tend to agree a lot. Like there are some people that are like often dis disappointed in us <laughs> for agreeing too much. But uh, let's start with Patrick Mahomes over under 4,525 yards this season, Craig. What? That's low. Are you kidding me? Are we playing two less games than we were before? <laughs> this I'm hammering the 
over on this. I mean, I know that Mahomes has undergone some injuries the past couple of years that has limited some of his offensive output, but this man will be behind the best offensive line that he has ever had, probably ever in his football playing career. So I think that the sky is the limit. I think that additional game on there makes this an easy, easy over for me to hammer. Yeah, I feel like that's wildly low right now, unless this is predicting. I thought the odds are a little bit higher when I had checked. So like seeing it that low, yeah, I would be I would be all over that if I was a betting man. All right, sleep it. Take the over. All right, touchdowns for Patrick LeVon Mahomes. 39 and a half the over under what we got here. I think this is another pretty easy hard over. I mean, the extra game this year, I think you are going, that already gives you a little bit of a runway to no matter if the Chiefs are sitting in the one seed or if they are going to be playing through the final week of the season, there's going to be an extra chance for Patrick Mahomes to play a game. That extra game easily is going to put him over to even a bad year. I think that puts him, he's going to be over 40 here. I think it's too low as well. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, we can make as much as we want to about wide receiver two and the weapons that Patrick Mahomes is going to have. He's still going to throw over 40 touchdowns. Like, I, I don't think that there's a way that he doesn't throw over 40 touchdowns this season. So hard, hard over. This line might be a little bit little bit better than you guys think. And maybe it's because we are just so in awe of the 50 touchdowns that he had. Uh, his first, you know, his first year as a starter, but Patrick Mahomes has not broke 39 and a half more than once. That one year, his MVP season was the Best only year. Line. Best offensive line he's ever played behind now. And you an know extra what? game. Come I was, on. I look, I'm just telling you, it may be closer than you think, but I'm still taking the over. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. But even worried. if you go back to the last year, if he plays one more game on the pace he played, he breaks it. So. Right. You have to, I, mean, I just think immediately factoring in the game, not even an increase in performance, but it's the it's, pace of touchdowns per game that he had last year. He definitely would break it again. So it's close though. That's, that's what's interesting. It's, it's, it's 40, 41. If, if, if we extrapolate last year, that's why it's a great, it's a great line. I'm just telling you, it's a little bit better than you think. I personally believe he's going scorch earth. That's my opinion. I'm still get, taking the over, but it's a nice line. It's a better line than we think. All right, Maddie, you threw this one in, and this isn't something you can find out there on Vegas, but I like it. Game-winning drives uh, for this football team over under set at two and a half. And I want to clarify real quick, just this because this is not an official line. Let's say that this game-winning drive has to happen in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter. Like, so at the end Ooh, of the game, this sure. essentially has to be a go-ahead touchdown while trailing late in the fourth sure. quarter. Sure, go for okay. it. Okay, like and the Chiefs have a tougher schedule this year. Like, there's no lie. There's there's a lot of games that they could be mixed up in it, but I, as the defensive guy, I don't see that there's any way that Patrick Mahomes is going to need to come back that often at the end of the game. So I'm hitting the under on this with an improved defense, an improved rushing attack that can take the air out of the ball and close out some games. Nah, I'm saying under. I think I'm going to go... I think I'll go with the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go just. I'm gonna go the over just to be different than Craig because mm -hmm. I. You know what? We need to start tie. Oh, we, well, look, we're trying to compete here a little bit because Maddie apparently went back and like double checked to make sure if he won. So now we've got to try to take the things into consideration. We're tied through two. We gotta. We gotta split some things up here. Give me the over. I'll say three game winning drives for this football team. 
I'm going to go with the under as well here. I think for the majority of the reasons that Craig said, I don't think the Chiefs will be in a position, especially that late in the fourth. If you want to go by, I think it's a pro football references definition, it's just the fourth quarter. And if it was all of the fourth quarter, I think it'd be a lot closer. But like when yeah. I think game winning drives, I'm thinking late in the fourth. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be trailing enough games late in the fourth for it to happen. Would love to see it. Would love to see more Patrick Mahomes game winning drives. They could be a lot of fun, but I'm going with the under right now. I was thinking about this the other day because we don't really take, we don't really appreciate it very much. The, the I, and I, we don't like to talk about the 2018 AFC championship loss to the, the Patriots. I know, but for everything that happened in that game, Patrick Mahomes had like 35 seconds to drive down the field and get him into field goal range. And he did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we forget how ridiculous that was. I mean, and honestly, like, again, this man has one loss, one, one, one score loss. And this man is always keeping this this team close, but like, gosh, I, I just had to remember. I just sat back. All, and all of all day. of that wiped away by Bob Sutton. Bob Sutton, ruiner of Patrick Mahomes. We don't really need to go there Ooh. either. This is a lot of scars uh, just coming out. We forgive you, you hear that, Bob. guys. Quit coming at my guy D Ford. It's clearly Bob Sutton's <laughs> fault, according to Craig. Listen, Leave poor D Ford alone. <laughs> listen, that that overtime defense. Mm. Uh, that's that's not all D Ford. Yikes. All right. Travis Kelsey. Uh this this will be fun. Over and under over under 1300.5 yards for Travis Kelsey. I am going I'm going to take the under. And I don't love it. I think it's a good I think it's another good line. I could see him missing a couple games this year. He's starting to kind of be on that tail end a little bit. You know, this man's been remarkably healthy. Hopefully that can sustain, but you know, I mean, he's getting older down there. Maybe he misses a couple more games. Maybe there's there maybe a little bit more maintenance there for him. So give me the under. How, how, how many games has Travis Kelsey missed due to injury since his rookie year? Two. Kent. Okay. Two. Okay. I was just curious. I, and I'm I, telling you, this is just, this is a vibe. I'm just, this is just how I feel. How many people are going to be taking targets away from Travis Kelsey? They kept four tight ends. (laughs) Even less than they had before. Travis Kelsey is your de facto X receiver. Like, you thought that he got volume before. He's getting volume now. He had 1,400 yards last year in 15 games. Like, now you're adding two more games. Ideally, the Chiefs only have to play one more because I have some stuff locked up. But I... I don't foresee a step back for Travis Kelsey in this season. I, I just don't. I, I think that he he's just aging like a fine wine. He just keeps getting better. I'm I'm taking the over. Kid stole or Craig stole my aging like fine wine line that I had teed up. I'm really upset right. right now. Hey, Craig, where can you get wine? And where should Casey oh, be looking boy. to get wine? No, listen, you know where I can't get wine in Kansas City? Macadoodles, and you know where I should be able to get wine in in Kansas City is Macadoodles. We need one of these in Kansas City right this very moment. If you are a franchisee, you need to get on this email roger at macadoodles.com. Get one to Kansas City because every single time that I hear from somebody that goes to Macadoodles, they are pleased with the customer service, with the prices, the selection, and they want to go back as often as possible. It's basically like printing money if you get yourself a Macadoodles in the Kansas City area. So do that 
right here and now it's printing money just like it's printing money if you take the over on travis kelsey at 1300 yards my goodness just just an awfully low line sounds like free money to me as well patrick mahomes spent all offseason talking about how they're working on the quick game travis kelsey's only playing better and better apparently as he gets deeper and deeper into the league Yes, losing Sammy Watkins, I do think will shift a little bit more attention on the Travis Kelsey. But one, you're giving him an extra game. Two, I do think the Chiefs are going to try to play a little bit quicker, play a little bit more underneath. That's going to feed right into Travis Kelsey's wheelhouse. I do see him being the primary target in terms of yardage receptions for this team this year. And I feel like we had this conversation last year when I tried to disagree with you guys. Yeah, you wished injury no. upon him last year yeah, too due to old age. I don't, I don't think. I don't think like I think there's this perception here that now I think he's going to get 900 yards. It's like I think he's going to get like 1250. God forbid. God, imagine being such a hater. <laughs> imagine. Touchdowns for Travis Kelsey the over under a set at 10 and a half. This is actually a good line. Like I I'm actually good with this line because I mean I, he had 11 last year, he had 8 the year before. I mean the the variance on that is a little bit iffy. We have seen times where Andy Reid hasn't forced the ball to Travis Kelsey in the red zone, a lot of moving between the 20s, and I do think that we're going to see a little bit more heavy personnel in the red zone when they can kind of line up and boss teams around a little bit. That means we're going to see some more passes to guys like Blake Bell. We're going to see some more jet motion to McCole Hardman, and we're going to see more Clyde Edwards-Alaire maybe poaching some touchdowns. I actually think that this one, I'm going to take the under, but it's not because I believe that Travis Kelsey isn't a machine down there. I just think that the volume is going to go other places. Craig has stolen my cheat sheet here. He knows that I won last year. He's just taking all my answers. So I, I was also. So how am I stealing them? I, I, you stole my cheat sheet. You came out here and you took it from right underneath my table. Uh, I'm going with the under as well. I think, as we'll get to later on in these, I think the Chiefs run game is going to be a lot better in the red zone. So I think you're going to lose some red zone receiving touchdown opportunities to the run game being better. I do think there's a reason the Chiefs have multiple tight ends on the roster. I think they do see – we already saw the 14 personnel show up. I'm not saying it'll be 14 personnel again, but I think you're going to see some fun stuff done with multiple tight ends on the field. I think you're going to see a lot of schemed, you know, chances for Burton or for Noah Gray, Jody Forts, and Blake Bell, all these different guys. I unfortunately do think that Travis Kelsey's touchdown total might dip down closer to what his career average has been rather than, you know, last year's 11, I think was probably a career high for him. It sounds like it probably was. Wow. You guys are such haters. <laughs> What is you your wish problem? On him. What are you talking about? What is about? your problem? Imagine not thinking Travis Kelsey in the red zone isn't going to find 11 touchdowns this year. Give me the over. Look, yes, maybe some of the design may not always be, you know, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's the prime target. But one thing I know is Patrick Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey when plays break down in the red zone. He is creative. He loves to give. Travis Kelsey opportunities. It may not always be that by design, but I think Travis Kelsey, give me the over. Y'all, y'all worried about yards. I'm worried about scoring here. All right, let's talk about Tyreek Hill. The over under set at 1350 yards and one half yard. 1350 and a half. That sounds like a good over to me. I think Tyreek Hill is going to be your. I, I think he's going to have a little bit less, not attention directed to him, but I think the Chiefs are going to do a better job scheming him open this year. 
I think he's clearly still their biggest threat downfield. He's clearly their biggest threat on the outside. I do think the Chiefs are going to try a little bit less volume in terms of throwing deep, but I think the efficiency will be up there. For as good as Tyreek Hill has been as a deep threat, and we know how good Patrick Mahomes can be throwing the ball downfield, I do think him and Tyreek Hill do miss quite a bit on just straight vertical shot plays. So I'm hoping they connect on a few more this year, and I'll take uh, Tyreek Hill going over 1,350 yards. And see, he's done that once in his Mm -hmm. career. Once in his career, and it's the only time that he's actually played all 16 games for the Chiefs. So you're betting on Tyreek Hill being healthy basically the entire season. With that said... I'm I'm going to take the under. Be a little different from from Maddie here. I think defenses are going to opt to take away that deep threat and I think especially if McCole Hardman gets a lot of snaps you're going to see a lot of two high safeties, a lot of taking away the deep ball which is going to open some stuff up for the underneath routes, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Travis Kelsey, yada yada. So I think that his like Maddie said his volume might go down a little bit. Now He's still going to hit on some of them. I think he's going to be really close to this line, but I'm going to take just under that line. Unfortunately, I would love to see him bounce out to, you know, 1600 yards this season. That would be awesome. Yeah. Give me the over. Uh, I, I feel, I feel good about where I feel, feel good about this. Even if he does miss one game, this guy's ultra productive and uh, I'll take the over touchdowns 10 and a half for Tyreek Hill as well Maddie or Craig sorry go Craig you go Craig oh yeah that's right I'm taking this yeah no it this is where the over is we have seen repeatedly Tyreek Hill get a lot of these speed outs get a lot of these option plays these jet motions getting him into space where he can really work a DB in the red zone we've seen him use more a little more often than we've seen Travis Kelsey and we do know that he can take the top off of the defense if you get him into space he's probably scoring that thing so I am taking the over I think for Tyree Kill and touchdowns I, I'm gonna take the over as well on this one I think the big thing is one you know he's gonna get a couple long ones every year you know he's probably gonna get a one or two where he's just running after the catch and then the Chiefs oddly have found a way to make him a really good red zone target. They find a good job of either getting him as a hot read against blitz and just kind of racing to the corner. They've sent him on some of those deep overs across the back line of the end zone or to the opposite pylon. They've done a really good job getting him involved. And I do think he's a better red zone kind of uh, target than people give him credit for. Plus, and this is really what put me over the top. Tyreek Hill's apparently taller now than he was in the past. And according <laughs> to his Twitter. So fade passes all day according to Tyreek Hill's Twitter oh my lord he's he's an ex-receiver now oh my goodness oh this is a great question go Maddie Marshall Sheets thanks for sending this in thanks for watching bud we appreciate it which Chiefs players have a slower three cone time than Ken Swanson I'll tell you guys unfortunately my only answer actually ended up not getting signed to the Chiefs practice squad Benito Jones was the only guy I could have come up with with like uh I knew it was like an eight two three three cone or something like that that's the only guy I think I could come up with it might be slower him and Kent and Orlando Brown in a barn burner for a three cone wow. right there. uh I'm, if I'm not mistaken Benito Jones had a slower three cone than Orlando Brown that's why I mm-hmm. look at them mm-hmm. Give me the over on Tyree Kill touchdowns. <laughs> Clyde Edwards Alaire, all purpose yards. I'm assuming this is all purpose yards. 1,275 and a half for Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, give me the over. If I remember correctly, Craig, and you can, you probably have the exact stat up re- ready, but if, if Clyde Edwards Alaire had played a complete 16 games last year he eclipses this by a lot i don't know if he actually wound up getting over this number last year 
but I feel good about Clyde Edwards or Blair's outlook. I think, you know, with no lock solid wide receiver too, I think Clyde Edwards Blair is a guy that could really bend it, be one of the benefit benefactors of, of this situation that we really don't talk enough about. Yeah. Uh, Clyde is actually at 1100 yards in 13 games last year. Wow. So yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's actually a pretty good clip. And we saw that the Chiefs were really ramping him up. He actually was eased in. You know, we saw him used a little bit, especially in that early Ravens game. He was really maximized. And then we saw him kind of take a little bit of a dip as he was learning the offense and so forth and so on. So we saw it coming back up, especially in that New Orleans Saints game where he got a little bit hurt. So I think he would have easily eclipsed this last year with the offensive line last year and the lack of screens that team ran i mean they really they they obviously didn't trust that backup offensive line to run the screens to the extent that andy reed typically does we've seen it already in the preseason here they've been leaning on them they've been using them a lot i'm taking the over on this just because i think he's going to be the biggest beneficiary of this offensive line well Kent hates Travis Kelsey. Craig <laughs> hates Tyreek Hill. And it's my turn to step up to the plate. I'm going with the under for Clyde Edwards-Elaire. And I don't like it, but my only rationale is this. I think Daryl Williams did a really good job last year. I think he played better than the Chiefs or anybody would have imagined. I think Jarek McKinnon has been quite the surprise, looking a lot closer to his old self during preseason and a little bit during training camp. I'm wondering how much these guys might eat into Clyde Edwards-Elair's just overall snap count. Like, will they get more chances? Will they get some of these screen opportunities? Will they be getting some more opportunities than we maybe thought as of a couple months ago? So I am going to take the under on that. It's not a ton of yards. He was on pace to do it last year, but I don't think the competition was as stiff last year for touches because I think, like I said, Darrell Williams came on strong when he got the opportunities. I think Jarek McKinnon's better than any other running back we had here last year to be the third guy. So I just, I think there might be a few less opportunities this season. I do think sometimes Clyde Edwards-Alaire isn't is in the mix because I think they like to use him against man coverage a little bit more. And I feel like some of the, really some of Andy's best plays to kind of spring Clyde Edwards-Alaire last year were some of the man looks and, you know, teams don't really play a lot of man against this team. Clyde Edwards-Alaire touchdowns, the over under is set at seven and a half. I see. I'm going back now. Now we're going with the over. I'm coming in. I think, I think Clyde's going to be the red zone back. I know Daryl Williams makes the obvious choice just given his size, but I do think Clyde Edwards-Elair got the opportunities last year when he was healthy. I think behind this offensive line, especially once he starts to gel with it, he will be, I talked about it earlier with Travis Kelsey's red zone touchdowns. I think the rushing game is going to be more important in the red zone this year. I'll take the over on the touchdowns. I just don't know if you'll have the yardage to go with it. Yeah, over for all the same reasons that Maddie put there. I think they're going to run a little bit more smash mouth near the red zone. I think they're going to clear some bodies out of the way. And we saw at LSU, Clyde was very good in those sorts of situations. I mean, you can still stretch teams out and run smash mouth in the red zone. You get these guys, try and compact everything, keep the receivers, you know, kind of gloved up a little bit on the back end. That's primarily when you want Clyde Edwards Hilaire having to go against a linebacker, setting up those jukes all the way in the backfield and being able to hit the hole that's already predetermined because it'll be a gap scheme run and he'll be able to hit that hard, punch it in for a touchdown. All right, let's talk about wide receiver two. And I believe we have an over under here on 725 and a half yards. Uh, basically, I'm, I'm guessing this is just any receiver, any wide receiver classified as a wide receiver hitting uh, an over under of 725 yards outside of Tyreek Hill. Craig, oh, what, do you, what do you like here? I, I, 
I'm going to go under just because I think it's going to be a, a group of guys. It's not going to be any singular one person that's going to be able to step up and do that. I fully believe that Clyde Edwards Hilaire will be third on the team in receiving yards. I've said that several times this season. I think they're going to maximize him, particularly in the screen game, particularly when they do see those man occurrences, which isn't often, but maximize him in that way. That means there's not a ton of targets to go around, especially if they're going to play more 12 personnel as well. You're going to see a lot more tight end targets as well. So I just think that between McCall Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, I think they're going to just kind of split those up 20. And so I just don't think any guy is going to get to this individual mark. Now, if the over under was how many receivers get above, let's call it 550 yards receiving, I might take the over on that just because I think you're going to get a lot of guys that are going to be above that mark, but not quite get to that 700 plus mark. How many wide receivers go over 550 yards, Greg? Oh, we're talking just receivers, not not yep, just wide Clyde receivers. Edwards Hilaire. Um, I'm gonna say Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, uh, Demarcus Robinson. That's it. So I'm I'm gonna Good. take three. I'm gonna yeah. take three. So as far as 726 yards to get the O for this, Sammy Watkins came the closest over the last, I think, under Andy Reid, actually, as the number two wide receiver in 2019. He didn't play a full year. So he, if he played the full year, he would have eclipsed it. But he ended up, I think, at like 670-some yards. So essentially, we're asking, is somebody going to play as good as 2019 Sammy Watkins when he was healthy this year? Is one player going to play that good as your wide receiver, too? I have a hard time believing it. I really do. I do think McCole Hardman is makes it interesting because one big a big game from McCole Hardman can very easily be 175 plus yards mm-hmm. because he's got mm-hmm. that kind of speed to catch multiple deep passes in one game, which rack up the yards insane amount. It's the consistency factor that's always got him in trouble. Is he ready to be a consistent week in and week out threat? Because I don't think he's getting to 725 yards by a big game, you know, once every quarter of the season. So I'm going to go with the under until I see a little bit more consistency. I do think Harden's the only receiver that has a chance though, at that number. 100% agree. He's it. That's it. This is the only other guy outside of Tyreek Hill. I think that can actually come close to achieving that number the ceilings there. The consistency just simply hasn't to this point in his career. I'm not, I'm not believing 726 out of, uh, out of anybody outside of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe Clyde gets, you know, Clyde might be second in the uh, uh, he might be third in receiving yards wouldn't be stunned by that uh, because I do think there's a chance he gets a little bit more involved this year all right this isn't an over under this isn't this is more just a, let's just, just kind of talk about it Mahomes to break the touchdown record at 16 to 1 do we like those odds Maddie? The odds are good. Yes. Would I put money on it? I don't think so. I think the touchdown record's really, really high right now. And I think we've talked about enough times to this. I think the Chiefs are not going to be having to air the ball out to score a touchdown every single drive like they have in the past. Like anytime you're going for this kind of record, you would need to. I think the run game, the offensive line will be too good for that. So like, I don't think it's a smart bet generally to take. But I mean, it's 16 to 1. Those sound like pretty good odds if you were going to bet on someone to do it. I might as well be Patrick Mahomes at this, you know, at this clip. Bob Sutton's defense isn't on the other side here. I mean, that's that's realistically what this is. I, I don't think Mahomes is going to have to put it on teams as much as it is. And we know that Andy Reid, when it hits, you know, late third quarter, if the Chiefs are up big, 
he's not going to take the risks and he might even pull some guys a little bit earlier just because this season adding another game not adding another bye week the attrition might add up a little bit more so he might rest some guys he might pull the reins back a little bit so i'm going i i, I wouldn't take this bet personally 55 touchdowns is a lot so I, I i just don't think that we're going to see that this year yeah, there's some indicators on defense, too, that make, makes me want to believe this team's going to be a little bit more balanced than what we've seen in the past. Uh, and we'll get there in a second. But I do. I, I threw this one in there. This isn't a this isn't a Vegas line. This is just one I threw in there. Week one offensive line. How many games do they play together this season? The over under I set at 12 and a half could be injury, could be a lot of different things. How many does, does this week one group play together? I am taking. Ooh. I like this line I set. I think I'm going to take the over. I have a little bit more confidence that Lucas Yang is going to hold on to that gig a little bit longer. I think the only thing that you know maybe gets Kyle Long into the mix a little bit quicker is out of necessity, um, and that's an injury thing. But I, I'm buying this team, you know, sticking together up front. Give me the week one offensive line playing together over 12 and a half times this year. Yeah, I'm going to go with over as well. Part of the the nice thing about having young offensive linemen is they don't get hurt quite as often as some of the older guys. That's not knocking any of the older guys. No. I'm an older guy. I get hurt yes, when I are. walk outside. It's it, <laughs> it just it, it happens. So, I mean, I think that we're going to see a lot more cohesion. I Joe Tooney is is a rock just doesn't miss games orlando brown is a fairly healthy individual as well and then you've got a bunch of young guys on the other side lucas niang i think is the real question mark there because i think that creed humphrey and trey smith are both going to play you know basically 16 games if lucas niang can stay healthy all season long i think andy reed wants him to be the right tackle because he wants this to be the offensive line of the future and so he needs that cohesion he needs those reps so i'm, I'm gonna say over yeah this almost seems like uh are we anticipating somebody being injured kind of question i know it's not because the right tackle position isn't entirely settled i will say the way that the chiefs have kind of handled training camp down the stretch with my when since mike rimmers has come back it really does seem like lucas niang is your starting right tackle like it's no longer I don't even know how bad he would have to play to get replaced. I think it would have to be quite bad. He he hasn't been getting any left tackle work. Andrew Wiley hasn't been getting left tackle work. Literally, Mike Rimmers is your left tackle. It's going to be hard to back up left tackle. It's going to be hard to insert him into a starting position. So unless we're dealing with injuries or it is a COVID year. So, you know, in case we're dealing with some of that stuff coming out, I'm going to take the over because it's just going to be too hard to predict injuries, I think. Hmm. Oh, B. Hudson, great question here. Odds that Brett Veach trades for a wide receiver too. Craig, do you like do you like the odds on this? I don't personally. I think we would have seen it by now. I really do. Like, I, I think if they were going to make a move, they would have made it. We've heard, you know, even Sammy Watkins, a guy that is a very, very smart wide receiver, talked about that it took him some time to get integrated, to understand everything and the levels to Andy Reid's offense. You're not, you don't just pick guys off the street and say, okay, you're in now, let's go. So I think that's why you see a lot of guys like Demarcus Robinson continue to be brought in because it is hard to teach the offense. So no, I don't, I don't think that we're going to see a wide receiver to brought in because they just haven't yet. 
Yeah, I think the timing would be a little bit weird. However, I think there's been some rumors of certain guys being out there. Brandon Cooks jumps to mind to be a guy that when the Texans are undoubtedly a dumpster fire coming up on the trade deadline, if the Chiefs aren't getting the production out of their other wide receivers that they want, calling up Houston, seeing what they want. If you if you included either signings a free agent directly to your 53-man roster or making a trade, I would, I would take it. I would say they will by the end of the season. I mean, that includes like a John Brown. I think there's some other guys that were let go that are still available right now. So I, I do think they will turn over the wide receiver position throughout the season. It's just, it's going to be hard to say it's definitely going to be a trade. All right. I one one team, hey, AJ Green. Let's see what happens to AJ Green if the Cardinals are out of contention. That's one guy I would keep an eye on and see if he's even got anything left, honestly. If he has anything left, they might be good anyway. So that <laughs> this might be a moot point. All right, let's jump to defense and look at Tyron Matthew over under four and a half interceptions. I mean, I gotta take the over on this. I have to. I have to. Tyron had six last year. Uh, he had four the year before and probably should have had nine. Like, I mean, and he will admit it. He he will. So he did. I, I, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I mean, I think that Tyron Matthew is gonna be there week one. I don't think that there's any question about that. And we know that Steve Spagnolo uses him in ways that he doesn't use other players on this defense he drops him and sinks him into areas of the field that quarterbacks like to throw robs routes that quarterbacks have a tendency to throw to and they move him around like a chess piece so in that regard he's going to end up with a lot of them he's going to be around the ball a lot i am taking the over on this because you're giving him another game to do it so easy easy over for me I'm taking the over as well. I think that he's shown he very clearly still has a knack for the football. The way Steve Spagnuolo uses him is absolutely phenomenal. They will, even when he looks like he's playing a deep half, deep half they constantly have him sliding into kind of that robber role. It's almost like he's playing, it's it's such a high robber too. It's almost like he's playing the middle of post on like a Tampa 2 type coverage, but from the deep safety. And he's got such good eyes. He's so good from that position. You add on his ability to just make plays over the top, underneath. I'm gonna, I think it's an, an easy thing to get sucked in and take the over. Not that having five interceptions is easy. It just looks so enticing because of how many times he gets his hands on the football. Uh, sweep it for swim. I'm taking the over there. Uh, Frank Clark, seven and a half sacks. The over under there, Matty. Yikes. Um, I'm going to go with the, uh, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the under here. I, I don't like it. I don't feel good about it. He barely was under last year. You know what? No, I'm changing. I'm going the over. He was barely <laughs> under last year. We know he was playing at like 206 pounds. Like he's got on a little bit more weight. I'm not going to predict that he's going to miss time based on the off-field incidents. I'm not going to predict an injury. I just can't go into it thinking that. I think he's going to get a lot more favorable looks with Jared Reed, Derek Nottie eating up guys up the middle, Chris Jones across from him. I think he will get more actual one-on-one -on -one opportunities, not ESPN plus tracking stat one-on-one -on -one opportunities that don't know, really tell any story, but like true straight up one-on-one -on -one opportunities. I think he'll get over seven and a half sacks again. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Matt was going to take the under so that I could steal one here. I think Frank's going to be over. I do. He had eight in 2019 when he played in 14 games and was clearly hurt last year that by the way the 206 pounds that maddie said that is not official so nobody take that and run with it <laughs> don't, don't, don't assume that that's true but we do know that he weighed 220 in march due to police reports so i think that it's going to be an over on this for all the reasons that maddie said he's heavier we know that he's working better i think that 
what they've done with the defensive end room right now tells you that they believe that Frank Clark is going to be there all year long and from the get-go. So I think that we're going to see the best version of Frank Clark that we've seen playing with power, playing through the tackle, much like Chris Jones is going to do opposite of him. Sacks are hard, but I do think that he's going to be able to get above this number. Unofficially, my stance is a push because this is the only one. Uh, on, this is the only prop bet that a push can actually occur because you can have a half sack. Uh, but I think I'll take the over barely. Chris Jones leading the lead in leading leading the league in sacks, forty to one. Woo, baby! This, you know what? I, I don't like. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't. I don't hate it. Um. I, this dude, I I think Chris Jones is primed to have a career. I really do. We've been talking about it a lot. This is him being put in a situation where he is, you know, his skill set's best utilized. He's, you know, playing a little bit outside. He looks better rushing outside than we thought maybe uh, early on. Uh, but he's still a guy that's absolutely dominant along the interior. It's just, you know, maybe he's playing a little bit more to his strengths on early downs. And the Chiefs are playing to what Steve Spagnuolo prefers with some density in the middle of their defense. Uh, and some more, you know, run stopping capabilities along the interior. This is a prime set situation for Chris Jones to step in and and dominate. And it would not stun me if this man wound up leading the league in sacks because I think he's about to have a career. The list of people that Bovada has above Chris Jones is frankly shocking. It really is to me with the way that he's played in the past with his ability to get to the quarterback and without the Chiefs having somebody that's a speed rusher that's going to win quickly like Chris Jones is going to get the same number of these sort of late in the drop sacks as the rest of the guys because he's got just as much quickness to the quarterback as arguably anybody else on this defensive line. So from that perspective, playing well at defensive end, still kicking inside to defensive tackle in the dime, you're going to get the best of both worlds for Chris Jones. I think he takes this. I, I am willing to throw down money on this bet Ooh. because I believe that strongly that Chris Jones is going to go out and have the best year of his life, which will lead the NFL in sacks. I think it's hard to bet on a singular player versus the field for something, especially when it comes to sacks. I think if you look over the last five years of players leading the league in sacks, it's Aaron Donald and it's speed rushers off the edge. I mean, it's Vic Beasley, Shaq Barrett's got his in there, Chandler Jones. So you're either looking at speed rushers off the edge or Aaron Donald. In those five years, the least amount of sacks you could have to lead the league, 16. Some years you need 19 or 20. So I, it's going to be really hard. I, I get why the odds on this are so good because the guys that lead the league in sacks generally are the best the best defender I've ever seen play football on Aaron Donald or a guy that's the quick speed rusher off the edge that can just get into that sack in under two seconds when he's not touched. I would have a hard time actually placing money on this. I just think I do think the odds are stacked against a rusher like Chris Jones. No matter how good he'll be, I think the odds are stacked against him for leading the league in sacks. All right, piggybacking. Now, oh, go. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I, I was gonna say before before we go on, we got a question here in the chat from Jeremy Green. So you're saying the defense is going to have 45 sacks? I mean, that's what they had in 2019. Do we yes. believe this defensive yes. line is better? than the defensive line that they had in 2019. I mean, Frank Clark, absolutely. if he's healthy, yes. I absolutely believe that to be the case. Sack I don't think that's sack that wild of a yeah. number. 
Sack yeah. Nation's alive and well. This is going to yeah. be a really, this is going to be a fun year. Ooh, guys, we made it. Oh, I just remembered. Yeah. For what I mean, it's get- worth, the Steelers last year, 56 sacks. So, if, I mean, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Jaron Reed, Tershawn Wharton, I'm putting him in there. And plus mm-hmm. Steve Spagnuolo's ability to blitz coming up with only, you know, or coming up with 11 less sacks than that seems very, very plausible this year to me. Plus an extra game. Yep. Uh, we don't need it. Joe, Chris Jones, Dep- defensive player of the year, 50 to one. I mean, we, we got to be at least thinking about that too in the same vein. I am. I mean, if he has, if he leads the league in sacks and does it at two positions, you're giving it to him the same way that you've given it to JJ Watt in the past, you know, for moving around the defensive line, winning in multiple ways. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I believe, I believe in that as strongly as I believe that he's going to lead the league in sacks. So I just got done saying I don't like taking players versus the field for stuff. Uh, I don't agree when it comes to defensive player of the year, Chris Jones. I've been banging this drum for a couple of weeks now. As soon as I saw it, like coming out of camp and I saw that first preseason game, I said, no, go. I told people, go if you place money on stuff, go do it. Chris Jones, defensive player of the year. You're still getting good odds now. It's dropped even a little bit because I think everybody's seen how good he's looked. This one I would take because even if he doesn't lead the league in sacks, there's going to be this, there's voter fatigue. People are tired of voting for Aaron Donald to be the defensive player of the year. I mean, it just happens. It happens to all the great players. People are tired. So if you get Chris Jones just being competing for the sack league and lead on the year, and people are noticing his name because he's playing a new position, because he's on a team that's finishing first in the AFC, that gets a lot of attention. I think he's going to play great. Multiple positions, position change. The storylines are all there. I would actually place money on that bet if I was a betting person. All right. Chiefs 30.5 points per game over under. Give me the over. It's tight. I think this is going to be an efficient monster of a football team. I think this is the best team we've seen in the last three years. Uh, from I, I think this is the most complete group. There are some traits in here that are absolutely dominant and terrifying for the rest of the National Football League. I think this is going to be an efficient monster, uh, an absolute buzzsaw. Uh, and that should answer one of the questions we're going to have here in a second. But yes, give me the 30 point, 30 and a half points per game. Yes. I'm going to take the under, but just barely. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Defense guy. Special defense guy. guy. I, th- I think the defense is going to step up. And like I said earlier, I think we're going to see the offense close out some games, play a little more ball control and, you know, maybe settle for some, you know, some late field goals when they've run an eight minute drive at the end of the game to kind of close this thing out. So I think that the points will be just a little bit down, but it's not really going to matter. It's not going to affect the win loss total. They hit 29 and a half points last year. And I don't know about you guys, but I never felt like the offense was like hardly ever clicking on all cylinders, especially that offensive line. You make the offensive line better you get a team that's focusing on moving the ball down the field a little bit more and not just playing for the home runs. I, I think they are definitely go over 30.5 here. All right. Last one wins the over under set at 12 and a half wins. Matthew, what you got? So and I think on the surface, this line seems kind of silly because you're just thinking the chiefs back-to-back super bowls. They were five inches away from being into three super bowls in a row. It, only winning, you know, 12 games seems kind of wild, but you look at it last year was the only year, you know, on while Patrick Mahomes is starting that they've won over 12 games. They'd been right at 12 the two years before that. I mean, they have not been consistently landing over 12 games. Yes. The extra game helps that probably pushes them over the edge in those two other 12 game win seasons right on the dot. I just think the team's better this year. I think from top to bottom, it's better than last year. And they won 14 games last year. 
Maybe they don't win 14 again, but I just there's no chance I could place a bet on them winning under under 13. Listen, I get it. I, I really do. The, the, the schedule is stacked. It really is. There's a lot of really good teams. As we did our offseason previews. I we Good said thing we played the Raiders again. twice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've said it time and time again. There's a lot of quality teams. And the NFL is starting to catch up a little bit. And if this offensive line doesn't click from the get-go, there could be some gains that are dropped. So I get this line. I completely understand this line. That said, it's also way too low, over, way over. If you gave me over under 12 and a half wins in the first 13 games of the season, I'd take the over. Ramp might come out a little bit. Strong for a guy that hates Kelsey. Ramp might be coming <laughs> out a little bit tonight. Look, I this this football team is I'm so excited to watch what this football team is about to do the National Football League because this group has traits for days. They've got an elite defensive line, the best defensive line I've seen in a while. They've overhauled and aggressively corrected the offensive line, which was the only reason that that game got ugly in the Super Bowl. If they had this offensive line in that Super Bowl, the Chiefs would be talking about going for a three-peat right now. They aggressively fixed the problem that kept them from winning the, uh, the, the, the Super Bowl. This team is on a mission. They are angry. They have the best player in the world who takes everything personally, who's a maniac, and who's going to go out of his way to make sure that what happened in Tampa doesn't happen again. This team is not going to let some Raiders game happen again where they just sleepwalk through a game and get bopped and have someone drive around their stadium. This, this, this is going to be the Patrick Levon Mahomes revenge tour. He is going scorched earth. It's going to be terrifying to watch. And we'll be talking about this season for years to come. And we will preview the first game of this season on Wednesday night. Cannot wait. The season's here. Chiefs Browns is on Sunday. We are so excited to be covering it here at KC Sports Network. We made it, friends. The the run it back the take it back st- tour starts to, tonight. Get them, Rant. Get them. I'm let's go. Well, we, we're literally going to go. That's going to do it for the Casey Laboratory. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back later in the week. Be sure to catch everything happening on KC Sports Network. We'll catch you later.